Hello and welcome to the Phone Pulse Podcast. This is episode number 484. My name is Adam Patterson. With me today, we've got Kevin Rakestraw. Hey, Kevin. Hey, how's it going? Uh, going pretty well. How about yourself? I'm also doing fine. Great. Uh, this week on the show, we're going to be talking about Biosphere. We're also going to be going over some of the watching on the watch list and new releases in VOD, theaters, Blu-ray, all of that fun stuff. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. With that, I think that uh, we can go ahead and jump jump straight into our review. We're talking about Biosphere, which is out now on VOD. I believe IFC has, has put this one out. It's directed by Mel Eslin. I have a synopsis here. In the not-too-distant future, the last two men on Earth must adapt and evolve to save humanity. Now, we were discussing what movies we wanted to, or what movie we wanted to review this week, and we had it narrowed down to, to two different ones, and and I, I was, like, leaning towards this one because I was like, oh, well, I, th- I think it'll be easier to talk about this one. It seems like a, kind of a, a light sci-fi comedy. Um, but after seeing it, I feel like it's, it's almost impossible to talk about this movie because I think that you want to go into it completely cold, or at least it seems to me like the best solution for, for this movie would be to go in completely cold because where, because where it goes, like this movie's pointless. Yeah. Like where it goes, you don't expect it. And it's pretty wild, so it's going to be really difficult to talk about this one um, without giving too much away. So maybe we can just start with maybe very general things, and then we'll we'll tack on some spoiler discussion for this at the at the end of the show. So, well, Kevin, we'll start with you. What were your broad opinions about Biosphere? broad opinions i would say this is one of those instances of really good idea for a short film for a full length and not so much yeah and definitely not this full of a length right yeah this is an hour and 46 minutes i think that they could have easily trimmed off at least 15 minutes on the runtime here because like i like spending six minutes yeah I like spending time with these guys, but I do agree with you that it's, it's just a bit too, it's just a bit too much. Like they, they definitely could have trimmed it down a bit. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. What are your broad opinions? I think that the, I mean, the big thing is like where, where it goes. Like I just, I didn't expect it before the, the kind of big reveal or whatever happens. Uh, I was just very much enjoying my time with these two guys. You know, you're you, what you have here is just a, this is a very, very minimal movie, at least at first where it's just two guys living in a biosphere, they're best friends. And they're just, you know, they're just living their lives as the last two people on earth. I liked that nothing was explicitly like, uh, um, mapped out. There wasn't like giant exposition dumps that that revealed what happened. It was sort of all you you learn everything sort of organically, like kind of piecemeal, which I liked. Um, and I you know I like the look of the biosphere. I thought it was it was cool cool looking. 
where it goes, I, we'll, we'll have to get into it later. I, I don't know how I feel about about where it goes. I, I, I'm like very, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just don't know how I feel about it. It's interesting for sure. But um, I, I guess maybe I wanted a little bit, a little bit more exploration into that. But yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird one. Well, I'm happy for you. Glad you enjoyed yourself. Well, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I did. <laughs> <laughs> I like at first I, I was enjoying it, but there, there was something that just kind of, uh, I don't know if rub, rub, rub me the wrong way is not the right word, but I guess I just wasn't really sure about how I felt where, where it went. Yeah. I I can I I'm kind of right there with you, except for the fact that I wasn't enjoying myself before things developed, so to speak. I just I don't know. I just found this to be rather pointless exercise, especially just like visually speaking. There was just nothing here for me. You know, it's that one room, essentially one room type chamber piece or whatever the fuck you want to call it and just it's just not interesting in any way shape or form to me and then there's the the development which just kind of seemed to happen very quickly and things kind of for me just went off the rails because they started getting into not necessarily getting into it but they kept like uh kind of brushing up against this like the political aspects of this and it just did nothing none of that worked for me yeah, I it's agree. It's all way too broad. Just way too broad. Yeah, completely, completely agree with you there. Um, which it's a shame because, like, I, I, I felt like they they had a really good dynamic, and I, I was just kind of when it when it started, like in the first act, I was just kind of settling into the idea of this just being a very kind of light sci-fi comedy involving these two best friends trying to manage this biosphere. And I was kind of thinking like, Oh, there's going to be like different uh, crises that happen like with the fish and stuff like that. And they're going to have to work together and deal with these different issues to survive. But where it goes is just completely unexpected. And it, 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 it is kind of disappointing. It's yeah. I think, um, I think to continue, we're going to have to get into what, what actually happens. So I think we'll have to get into a little spoiler section here. Yeah. I just also found like one of the other things is the, I guess the quote unquote sci-fi aspects of this, like the outside, like outside of the biosphere. Your lack thereof. Yeah. Like it was nothing like every time that they would show like the windows i'd just be like i can't see it's anything black. like i don't know it's just <laughs> black am i supposed to be seeing something like uh, there's like a green light which I, I guess is interesting but they just like even when they had like the the weather phenomenon i'm just like i don't see anything like i don't know what's <laughs> happening yeah yeah overall definitely uh disappointing from the sci-fi angle not not a lot going on here sci-fi wise 
All right. Uh, well, let's before we get into so we'll tack on the spoiler talk at the at the end of the show, and let's go ahead and give this a score right now. Uh, Kevin, what are you going to give Biosphere out of ten? I'm going to give Biosphere like a one. Oof, a one. That I is- did not because honestly, outside of the like, let's be honest here, outside of the the spoiler territory. There's nothing to talk about, really. No, no, no. And then even the spoiler stuff, there's not a, a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, um, it's getting a three for me. Um, definitely <laughs> wanted more, <laughs> wanted more out of it. All right, let's take a look at what uh, we've been watching. I think it's my ter- turn this week. Hit me. Still not much to talk about this week. I saw Evil Tunes from 1992. Directed by Fred Olin Ray. Uh, this is a little bit of a misleading movie here because you take a look at the cover and you're just like, oh man, there's like evil cartoons that are that are maybe killing people. According to the synopsis, four sexy young girls who are cleaning up an old house. Um, th- there's like literally two scenes that have an evil cartoon in them. Uh, the rest of the time, what what happens is the evil cartoon, which is like a werewolf, it just possesses a, a, a woman. Uh, this movie is absolute trash from beginning to end. David Carradine's in this for some reason, and he's—I mean, this is totally just a paycheck for him. He was—he was completely uh, phoning this one in. Just. Awful, awful dialogue, awful performances. The effects work, as it were, is is just absolutely terrible. Most of the actors in this are, I believe, like adult film actresses. So it's uh, it's yeah, it's kind of garbage. Evil tunes. It it is entertaining on like just a purely experience exploitative level just to see how bad uh, the exploitation is in this because it is just so ridiculous but uh, <clears throat> I still can't really recommend evil tunes mm. that's a bummer evil fucking tunes <laughs> yeah incredible like as soon as I pulled that page up and saw that poster lord have mercy it's uh yeah it's something else which is just just absolutely love the fact that you look at that poster and then you immediately go to the right to read the synopsis and it doesn't add up at all. Nope. <laughs> Wait, it's four, four sexy ladies cleaning an old house? What? Yeah. yeah. That make any sense. Nothing in this movie makes any sense. Nor would you want it to. Exactly. Either, yeah, that's not... That's on you if you're expecting it to make sense. You know what I mean? That's yep. your fault. Yep. Uh, I watched a movie that didn't really make sense. Boom. The Scott Derrickson film. You know, this is kind of a ridiculous premise. And guess what? It worked for me. I bought in and I enjoyed it. Uh, the A, just that, you know, the, the time period. I and the production yeah. design that went in for the time period. Like, it just works. Yeah. Like, it worked for me. I loved I this movie. Loved yeah, I was really surprised how much I liked this. Because I just, you know, kind of popped it on on a whim. And within probably like 10 minutes, I was just like, uh, wow, I am like really digging this. It's I'm got really into this. 
it's got really strong Stephen King vibes to me. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. Derrickson is a bizarre filmmaker to me. He's such a all over the place kind of guy in some ways. I mean, I've only think I've seen three of his movies, but he just has such a, a good feel for the, like the, um, the creepy, like old footage stuff, Mm. like what he did in sinister and then what he does here, like that stuff just always hits so perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like all of his movies just need to take place Mm -hmm. in, uh, like in the past seventies, 80s maybe looks like he's actually it looks like in the new vhs he has uh he has um one a a short in it vhs 85 didn't even know that was a thing that's cool all right uh let's see i saw fandango fandango yeah fandango this is um this? this is from 1985 uh, it's directed by Kevin Reynolds, and it's a sort of a coming-of-age story, I guess, um, about a group of friends. They they all gr- they just graduated college, and uh, like three of them get drafted into into Vietnam, and so they they go out on one final kind of road trip to to hang out together and party, have a good time before they, you know, get sent off to to war and a couple of them are like kind of thinking about maybe heading down to Mexico to to dodge the draft and uh, it stars Kevin Costner, early role for him, Judd Nelson and uh some other people. This is great. It, it's a uh, it's it's really a pretty solid coming of age kind of comedy. It's it's like I don't know, maybe a light comedy, dramedy, perhaps. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I wasn't a big fan. I don't like Kevin Costner, to be honest. And I didn't think he was particularly good in this. But mm-hmm. J- Judd Nelson was really good in this. So, yeah, I don't know. I give, it a, I give it a light recommend. If you're looking for kind of a solid little road trip movie, just about a bunch of boys, boys being dudes. This yeah, is, Kevin Costner just never made sense to me. I don't get it, man. Like I, I just—he's so—he's so bad in everything he's he has in. Like no charisma whatsoever. Like Z, like negative charisma. Yeah, like he—he he, he never has any personality ever. Yeah. Like I just don't—I just don't get it. He's so flat. I mean, it just has to be based on looks. Like that's just got to be. It's gotta be it, really. It's gotta be. It has to be. This was uh this is an Amblin film, actually. This is like one of one really? of the uh earlier Amblin films. Interesting. <clears throat> uh the only other thing that I watched is wait for it, a Tubi original. Oh okay. Yeah. I'm listening. Full full, full descent into Tubi. To be mania over here. That's what's happening. I watched uh, She Came From the Woods from Eric Bloomquist, which I actually saw one of his other movies a couple years back, which was decent. 
That one was decent. I forget what the fuck it's called. Let me look it up real quick. It was called Long Lost. That was okay. It's a decent premise. This one is just a ripoff. You know, it's a camp counselor's, you know, some camp. And there's a, there's some sort of demon spirit woman coming back to life because they do a ritual. She used to be the the nurse at the, the, at the camp years and years and years ago. And now she's come back and she wants to kill everybody. Mm. And uh, a lot of this doesn't fuck make a lick of sense. Just like the, the logistics of it and how everything works. Because she like possesses people and she's killing people. But it's just all over the place. Like the mechanics of it. Which, I mean, I don't really necessarily care that much. But the fact that it's just kind of a, a watered-down version of all the other camp movies, mm-hmm. you know, it's just trying to, like, capture that. It just, it didn't work for me. It's not terrible. Like, I got, when we started watching this, you know, I got on Letterboxd, and I saw everyone giving it, like, one star, and I was just like, oh, shit, that's what <laughs> I get for a TV original. Like, I am fucking in for it. <laughs> but... In all honesty, at the end of it, I'm like, okay, that wasn't terrible. Like, there's some good effects work and stuff here. There's some disgusting kills and stuff like that. So, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. But also, if you find yourself like, oh, shit, I'm going to watch a 2B original. It's better than Biosphere. Well, there you go. I enjoyed it more than that. Better than Biosphere. Check it out. She came from the woods. Uh, I don't have anything else. That's all I got. Wow. Oh, I watched Jaws. You seen Jaws? I have. Now this is a uh, this is one of your annual watches, right? You... That's a that's a tradition. Yeah. Jaws after cracking some crabs and drinking some high lifes. Guess what? Jaws still good. <laughs> Thanks for reporting <laughs> that, reporting good. that in to me. It's just real fucking good. Just almost a perfect movie. Yeah, I agree. I I freaking love Jaws. I need to I need to rewatch or f- watch the sequels. I want to I want to get back to the to cuz I have seen I think I don't know if I saw Jaws 4. How many of them are there? Is there four of them? It's too many? I'm going to say too many. I think there's four. And but... I feel I feel like we've had this discussion like the last 3 years cuz I want to do the same, but for some reason, Jaws for me is really like a July 4th thing. And then all the other, you know, 364 days, I'm just like, I have no interest in Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, yeah. I will say, yeah, there is four of them. I never saw the fourth one. I have to rectify that. Let's take a look at what we have in theaters this week. On July 12th, we have Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Oh, no. Right. I'm pretty excited for this. I mean, like the Mission Impossible movies, I I like them all. I, there's not a single one. Like the second one, the John Woo one, I was like, eh. But the rest of them, I think, are pretty great. And um, so I, I'm sure that this one will be fun. I don't get like really jazzed up over them, but I always have fun with them. So I might I might try to go see this one in the theater. On the fourteenth, we have Final Cut, which is the uh, the remake of the uh, very popular Japanese film of this. Is it was it the same name? I don't think it was called Final Cut. It was called something else. Uh, but I loved it. 
and I don't think that it needed to be remade, and it's kind of bothering me that this one is being remade. It's uh, being directed by uh, Michelle Hazavanishis. It's just that's such a bizarre. Everything about this is bizarre. The fact that it's getting remade. Mm-hmm. The person that's remaking it. <laughs> yeah. The cast. Like none of this makes sense. It's uh yeah, it's kind of weird. I, I mean, like I'll check it out just because I was such a fan of the original. But you know, you know, you haven't seen the original one yet, have you? One cut of the I dead. Would... No, they, well, it's a must see. I don't know. I feel like I've seen a movie that where they were making a low budget movie. I feel like you would I, remember. I, feel like I, feel I like, know, but I also feel like that's there's 27 Japanese films like that. This one's different, though. This one's not the same as the other ones. I, I think you. I think you would remember if you saw this one, because th- this one easily stands above the others. Uh, at any rate, yeah, maybe I'll check that out. I don't know. On VOD, I mean, I won't see it in the theater, to be clear. On VOD this week, let's see, we have... What are we starting with? Uh, July... We're starting with July 11th. We have God is a Bullet. We got... Real? Uh-huh. No, it's not. Well... I mean, according to the title of this movie, it is. I haven't seen the movie, so I can't tell you for sure. But I don't know. We'll have to report back on that. We have Ulam Main Dish. We got The Breach. I feel like I saw that. Uh, We have The Abode. Uh, The Startling Girl. Uh, Let's see. And then on the 14th, we have The Channel. We got the league, the modelizer, fourth grade, the flood, and it looks like that's about it on Netflix. Uh, I think we have one, and that's Bird Box Barcelona, because I know that everyone was clamoring for more Bird Box. So we got another Bird Box. Yeah, yeah. That movie sucked. I'm sorry. That movie was kind of garbage and they're doing a I guess it's a sequel I don't even know uh, or maybe maybe it just takes place in Barcelona and it's like it's just a whole separate story I I don't know I'm not going to bother with it Blu-ray this week got Scream 6 coming out Sisu, Shin Ultraman Bo is Afraid which I still haven't seen yet I don't know why, but I just like law. Lo- I was pretty excited for that, and then I just lost interest. One of those. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Invaders from Mars, nineteen fifty-three, coming out in four K. Um, Human Desire from nineteen fifty-four. McBain from nineteen ninety-one. Never saw that. I wanna. I don't have to add that to my list. I wanna. Always wanted to see McBain. Looks like a bunch of Mission Impossible movies are getting re re released. Of course, uh, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Mm. Ooh, White Noise and White Noise Two Double Pack <laughs> coming out. If you want to get your White Noise fix in, oh. 
Eh, that's pretty much it. What about Criterions this week? We got two. We got Scorsese's After Hours from 1985. Love it. And then The Watermelon Woman from 1996. Cheryl Dunney's Watermelon Woman. Watermelon Woman, yeah. Talked about Watermelon Man just a couple weeks ago. Now we're looking at Watermelon Woman. So pick them up. Yeah, check check those out. Cool. Uh, all right. I think that's going to be it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. Follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net and at filmpulsekevin. If you have a minute, consider reviewing us on iTunes. It'd be great. For Kevin Rakestraw, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. All right, let's talk about some Biosphere spoilers. So the big twist in this, and I I would say you definitely want to go into this cold because I feel like if you go into this movie knowing what it's actually about from from the onset, you got nothing. (laughs) Like there is Mm -hmm. no reason to to even watch this if you know what what the big reveal is. So... Essentially what happens is they're, they're eating fish. They have like a a pond and they're, they're, they're breeding and eating fish as their main source of, I guess, protein or one of their main food sources. While the, the last female in the tank dies and the, one of the remaining males appears to be sick and they discover that it's, it's not actually sick that it's evolving rapidly and changing from uh, from male to female. And then very quickly after they discover that, like in the same day, really, uh, they discover that Mark Duplass's character is undergoing the same transformation. So he's basically turning into a woman. Um, and... Uh, it, as you might expect from there, there's this uh, like whole kind of it sparks this conversation about like, do we attempt to save the human race by trying to have a child and, and you know, and then like it, it brings up the whole, like, well, how are we going to do this? Cause it's just, like, it's two, two best friends who are, you know, cisgendered heterosexual males. So that, so it brings up that whole kind of conversation about how do they do this? They want to try to do it scientifically, not bring emotion into it. And then there's the green light. Like you'd mentioned earlier, that goes nowhere. The green light is inconsequential. I don't know what it's supposed to represent, honestly. Life, new beginnings, uh, I don't know. And then uh, they have the weather event. They end up having to use the the the, the fish tank to seal, seal the dome. And by this point, Mark Duplass is pregnant. And then the movie ends. A very ambiguous ending. We don't know what happens. We don't know what the green light is. We don't know if they survived, how long, if the, if he was able to give birth, you know, what happened there. 
it just kind of ends the whole there, there's this whole through line with this bowling ball and this like kind of believing in magic and miracles and such um but yeah that's pretty much uh that's pretty much the whole movie in a nutshell right there that's it right there the uh, the only other aspect of this which it's, i think was the maybe my main complaint because it's so broad as the like i mentioned the political aspects where sterling k brown's character is the he's the registered democrat oh yeah <laughs> and, and duplass is the he was the he was the president of the united states as a republican i guess and he's the one that caused the world to end yeah yeah i you know you get those bits and pieces so duplass of course is like oh we let's try and have a kid and then of course sterling k brown's homophobia comes out and then that puts a rift in their relationship as buddies because they're no longer buddies for a while yeah and just all that was just so fucking broad and just felt like completely unnecessary like like it was forced like oh we got to give it this like political angle and like for obviously to me i don't know about you but i not for one second did i believe duplass was the president of the united states i'm (laughs) sorry of course not but i i mean i think that that was supposed to be like he was so completely inept but yeah i mean it no way it's like none of that worked and that was like the only to me that was you know them trying to give this some sort of like meaningful dialogue angle i guess and none of that worked for me at all so you take that out and i'm left with okay Dubois turns into a woman gets pregnant and there's the bowling ball thing and i'm just like i'm sorry that's not enough for me for an hour and 46 minutes like that was just like a huge waste of time yeah i agree yeah like you know you build your biosphere which she knew it was coming like we don't know what the turnaround time that he was given here sterling k brown like how much time he had to build but the fact that he has like one little table of plants with a grow light it's like shit you couldn't have put like a whole room just like a whole room it and did a ton of seeds like get some seeds they talked about it a little bit here and there about like uh, uh the, the time frame and stuff like that and how like mark duplass tasked to, they were already best friends when he became the president and like he he assigned him this this project to build this biosphere and i think that he just wanted him to like just kind of be given busy work really and so yeah i don't know like what the timeline was we do know that he was only president for just over a year um so so it probably did happen quickly but just like looking at their setup and like there's no way you guys have survived this long there's no way <laughs> yeah because because it was years like they they were surviving for literally years at this point yeah there's no way they would have been dead after a year come on probably yeah probably uh one, one thing that i'll say is by the by the end of uh this year i imagine i will have completely forgotten about this movie 100 percent guaranteed so all right there it is that's biosphere